Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Amanda Bible-Williams. And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers. And this is week three of our Lenten series and week three of our People of Remembrance study. It happens to be our final week of yeah, the People of Remembrance. Three of three. So as you guys know, as women in the Word of God, every day when we conclude People of Remembrance on Sunday, we will on Monday start a new series. We're going to open up the book of Matthew together. Mm-hmm. I love a gospel, of course, yes. as I should. As a Bible reading believer, yeah, uh, and this time of year, it's sweet it too. It feels yeah. really good. We haven't been in Matthew as a community in a while, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to open that gospel and like go from this three week series really meditating on the spiritual practice of remembrance, especially as a part of Lent. Yes, but then going into like, okay, let's read the story. Tell me the story again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, Lent as a season is really a practice of remembrance. That's right. Yeah. So it's just really fitting. Before we get to our week three of three for people of remembrance, there is still time for you to plan to join us next week yeah. when, as a community, we will open the Gospel of Matthew together. If you don't have a Matthew reading guide in your hands and ready for next week, you can still order one. And a way to get it immediately is you can order the digital reading guide. And I want to give you a code in case you're going to run do that today. Of course, you'll find it at shopshereadstruth.com. Go to the Lent collection. You're looking for the Matthew daily reading guide. And if you use the code Matthew5, that's Matthew and the number five, you can get $5 off anything in the Matthew collection. So whether you're buying the printed book and you just want to go ahead and have it for your collection, or you want to get the digital book, either way. Either way. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, I think that especially having a gospel, like that just feels like a classic staple. Have that on your shelf and read through that with us together starting next week. But here we are this week. Here we are. Week three of People of Remembrance, This, as we've called it, a spiritual practice of remembering. In week one with Lindsay Jacoby, our managing editor, we kind of looked at the concept of remembering God. And Mm -hmm. we, by reading narratives in the Old Testament, where we read about the flood, we read about God's covenant promises to Abraham and like those markers And then in week two, our guest, Lauren McAfee, we had a fantastic conversation, really Mm -hmm. thinking about what Scripture tells us about God remembering us. Yeah. And then really at the end of last week, last Friday, we landed on that God does not remember our sin, which is Mm -hmm. an enormous concept to grasp. Like, how could this be for so many reasons? How is this possible? Why would He do this? How did He make the way for that? But it really leads us into this week, which is sort of a re- in response to Friday in a lot of ways. Like, how can we, and in response to all of the days so far in this plan, how can we now live as people of remembrance? Yeah. I love each week as we have sat down to have these podcast conversations. We've looked at the table of contents together, and I just love how it's almost like prayers, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, because you've got 
Remember God's promises. Remember God's mercy. Remember God's rescue. Remember God's provision. Remember God's word Mm -hmm. and ways. And then last week was, God, remember your people. God, remember our suffering. And like you said, like it is both calling on Him to remember at the same time that we are proclaiming that he does remember, because that's, that's right. what scripture tells us. Right. And it's like reminding ourselves at the same time, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. In this week, the week is acting in remembrance, is the title of this week. And the day titles are, you know, we remember your instruction. So we're these are now like actions that we take, mm-hmm. what the practice of remembering looks like. So we have, we remember your instruction. We remember your presence with us. We remember your sacrifice. We remember your resurrection. We remember you are coming again. And I love that even these, even though we are the subject, right? Like we Mm -hmm. remember, it is still prayerful because we know that we need God's help yeah, yeah. <laughs> to remember His instruction. And we know that we don't always remember right. His instruction. We don't always remember His presence with us. Yeah. We don't always remember that He is coming again. Like we are, that's right. use the term fickle and forgetful people, and, yeah. and that's our reality. So this we remember, we remember, it's almost like a resolution. Like, yeah. And uh, help me remember when I yes. forget. Yeah, I agree. And the Monday reading... I really liked this selection for this day. It's We Remember Your Instruction, and the story is from 2 Kings. It's funny, Amanda. This is maybe just how well we know each other, like Uh after uh maybe podcasting for several years, but just we've known each other for about 11 years of friendship. But like I saw this, and I was like, this is going to make Amanda so happy. Like I I genuinely saw it and thought Amanda would be thrilled to see this. Yeah, I just really love this story because it covers so many bases. Like there's so much to talk about in this story. And so you guys are going to read it. We don't have to read all of it aloud, but I am going to sort of tell you what's happening so we can talk about it. But we're in the middle of, well, like deep into Second Kings. Yeah. So lots of kings. Chapter 22 at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Second Kings, chapter 22. And the king at this point is Josiah. Mm Mm-hmm. And his high priest is like cleaning out the temple. Right. <laughs> like the high priest is in the temple and finds the book of the law. Questions and concerns. How did that get lost? But here's the thing like, what we know from scripture is that really the state of the people of Israel, of God's people, reflected a 100%. people who had misplaced the book of the yeah. law, who had really forgotten to value it, read it, obey it. Yes. Yeah. To Josiah's credit, when the priest brought it to the court secretary and the court secretary brought it to the king, he read it Mm -hmm. in the presence of King Josiah. And verse 11 says, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his clothes. So he, I think there is a moment here of clarity. I mean, I'm reading into the text, but it seems to me that Josiah understands here the profound, like the profundity (laughs) of this moment, Mm -hmm. you know, where the word of the Lord had been forgotten and neglected. Yeah. Which is remarkable, Amanda, because I'm going to get the number wrong, but 
Josiah, at this point in his reign, it doesn't say in today's reading, but is he eight years old? Well, when he became king, he was. So he was eight years old when he became king. He reigned. I knew there was an eight in there. Yeah, he reigned for 31 years. So we don't know. Okay, so he could have been 39. no, not true. We do know. In the 18th year of King Josiah. So he was 26. Yeah, so. Oh, wait, the 18th year of his life or his reign? Well, when it says the 18th year of King Josiah, I think it means like his of his reign, reign. Because of king. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, but he's still 26. Y- young. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not eight anymore. Mm-mm. So what he does is they have a covenant renewal. Yeah. And so in 2 Kings chapter 23. Will you just read it? Because I love this. Yeah, let's read it. So starting in verse 1. So the king sent messengers, and they gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem to him. Then the king went to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the prophets, all the people from the youngest to the oldest. He read in their hearing (laughs) all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Next, the king stood by the pillar and made a covenant in the Lord's presence to follow the Lord and to keep his commands, his decrees, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul in order to carry out the words of this covenant that were written in this book. All the people agreed to the covenant. That's wonderful. It is. And even though we know Mm-hmm. That they forgot again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and that they failed. Yeah, it says you know that they all. I mean, Josiah surely was not perfect yeah. <laughs> from that point forward, and the people of Israel, Judah, we know for certain. Yeah, you know, we know the story. Yeah, and that they fail time and time again, and yet this is still the call to love the Lord with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. That's right. That's right. Like when day one's title is, We Remember Your Instruction, mm-hmm. that narrative that we just read from Second Kings, like mm-hmm. that's an example. Like that's not yes. like, and so this is, you know, how it always goes. Or this is, right. this is like, hey, here's an example of God's people forgetting and mm-hmm. then remembering. And we actually see that many times in Scripture, but then also in our, I think in our own lives. Like, yeah. I can think of Psalms where David is saying, like, I remember, I remember, I called to mind, which is a little bit different than kind of the circumstances here, but that, like, we remember, and when we think of it, it's so sweet to us, Yeah, right? And it's, I like the— And we recommit, right? That covenant. Yes. And I like the reminder that this is not— simply an individual practice Mm -hmm. that we also remember as a covenant community. Mm -hmm. You know, now we are a covenant community. That's right. The church. And so we remember together. Yeah. And in John 14, I Mm -hmm. love this, like, this might be that I've noticed our first, like, don't forget about the counselor. Don't forget about, like, the Holy Spirit. In this reading plan, I think you're right. Yeah. And so... In John 14, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all yeah. things and remind you of yeah. everything I have told you. Yes. And that's like, I mean, Amanda, of the times in my life where the Spirit, the counselor has reminded me without an open Bible in front of me yes. of his instruction, of his promises, yeah. of his word. Of everything he has told me. Right. I'm so grateful for that. It's actually a really big part of your testimony. Yeah, that's right. right. Like yeah. the way that the Lord has ministered to you specifically through his word. Absolutely. And by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Even just like growing up as a little kid and yeah. part of my grade from first grade on was mm-hmm. my Bible grade. 
because mm-hmm. I went to a little Christian school and mm-hmm. memorizing a chapter of scripture, sometimes mm-hmm. not a whole chapter, every month. Yeah. And all the way through college. And so that, there's a lot of scripture up here. But I also. She was pointing to her head. Up to my brain. Yeah. <laughs> but I forget a lot of it. But yeah. then it is just like the Lord, it's just the kindness mm-hmm. of the counselor to bring it to mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I love. You know, when you read familiar passages, sometimes there will be a verse or a phrasing that you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> that feels new, even though it's not new. But verse 23, which is before the verse 26 that you read, Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Yeah. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Wow. I just, isn't that... We like, yeah, like wow. what a promise. Mm-hmm. We will come to him and make our home with him. I know about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit right. in us as believers, but even that phrasing of like, we will come to you and we will make our home. There is like a holy withness mm-hmm. here because it's mm-hmm. like we will, so we're already with. Yeah. Then we will come to him and he will make our like there's yeah. like a double down with and maybe even a triple down with. Yeah. Holy withness. Yeah. I like it. it. No, yeah. I love it. And I feel like this Josiah, King Josiah's story is also, you know, we say a lot of things that like the people here said, yeah, like we're with you. Right. 100%, Josiah, we're going to do this. And Israel says that. Yeah. You know, throughout we the Old agree. Testament, they're like, and they all like agree again. For a variety to the of co- reasons. Right, to the covenant. And I think sometimes I can read in the Old Testament and think, yeah, 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 we know you're not going to do it. Mm. Like, we know you're going to fail. But I don't think that diminishes, I mean, I guess it does in a way because our word doesn't mean the same as God's word. But I still think that there is something about proclaiming the intent and the longing of our hearts that God honors. I also don't think that even if that's maybe our posture as readers, that, yeah, yeah, we know how this is going to go. That wasn't their posture. I don't think it was theirs, but I also don't think it's God's. Yeah. Like, I also don't think that even in the second Kings 23, I don't think he was going, yeah, yeah, I know what's going to happen next. yeah. Like, I think about at Jesus' crucifixion. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus predicts Peter's denial, Mm -hmm. and indeed, he denies Jesus three times before the rooster crows. And as the rooster crows, there's that little verse that Mm -hmm. just says, you know, like the rooster crowed, and Jesus looked at Peter, and they made eye contact. And I remember, I think it was one of our podcast guests who said to us, you know, when we were reading this one year, when you picture Jesus' face— looking at Peter, whatever like you picture his face looking like tells a lot about what you think about God yeah. in that moment. Because when I think about that, I don't think he looks at Peter with a, oh my word, like again. Like an eye roll. Like I told you. Yeah. And I don't think it's even a like, he's not canceled by Jesus. There's not disdain. Yeah. I think it is just this like, I love you so fiercely. I see you. And, and that I sin, love you. that sin that I predicted yeah. and that you committed, it hasn't changed a thing. Yeah. And so I think that too, Amanda, like when we read these even familiar stories of like Israel, you know, we finished Judges in the fall, I do tend toward the yeah, yeah, but I love knowing (laughs) that God doesn't. Yeah. And the intent and the longing of their hearts in that moment, it matters. Yeah. It does. And it doesn't, you know, I was talking recently with some friends about our younger 
Christian selves. Mm -hmm. And if you've walked with the Lord for a few decades, you know, there is inevitably going to come a point in your walk when you look back at your younger self and cringe a little bit at some of the ways that you portrayed the gospel Mm. or portrayed Mm -hmm you know, like relationship with scripture, just places where, you know, there was confidence, where there should have been humility mm-hmm. or places where we just like got it wrong or whatever. But the thing is, is like I look back at younger, like 20-year-old Amanda and I think, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just kind of... She sure oh, was sure. She yeah. was very sure about a lot of things. But the thing is, is I was also, and that is not, that's true, Yeah. You know, and hopefully I have grown in humility as I've walked with Jesus. And I hope that I have a long way to go, right, Mm -hmm. of growing in humility and and all of the fruit of the Spirit. (laughs) However, I don't think that we should consider ourselves then or someone else who's maybe at that point in their walk or consider that Jesus considers us as silly. Yeah. Or like I just don't think he cringes at us. No, I mean I I was sincere. I was yeah. misguided mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but the thing is it was not about to what extent I was getting it right. It was always about and is always about the work that the Holy Spirit does in us mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. us and he is faithful. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Even through you know, he can work through all kinds of things. He works right. through all kinds of broken people, myself included. Amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I loved that about that story. I just kept coming back to like, there's so much going on here, and I think there's so much we can learn from that story. And that anytime we, we return to the Lord or like we find the book of the law uh-huh. again, you know, I just think there is nothing but celebration. In, yeah. in paradise, like in heaven. Like yeah. I, I think that there is only celebration and no, I'll tell you what's going to happen in 10 years or what. Like there's just not. I right. think it is just love. Speaking of witness, yeah. <laughs> we remember your presence with us. That's right. Which, you know, and again, like you could, there's a very real sense in which the whole Bible is the story of God with us, right? right. Mm-hmm. But the story that the team chose for this day is... Moses saying, I can't go with you into the promised land yeah. for reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but God is going with you. Yeah. I and mean, Joshua's going with and you. And Joshua too. too. Yeah. But God is going with you. But I think about even talking about Moses and like the promised mm-hmm. land. Like, I mean, I'm sure this came to mind for you too, Amanda. When God called Moses and Moses' response was, I'm not going if you're not going with me. Like, this is the mm-hmm. kind of thing, like, I need you. I need your presence with me. And, yeah. and of course, God's presence is the theme. You yeah. know, that's the theme that doesn't go away. Speaking of which, presence of God is a study that we have coming up in two plans, three plans. Like, it's coming up, like, this spring. Yeah, it is such a good one, It's y'all. a favorite. Just really be on the lookout for it. Look forward to it. The presence of God as a theme throughout Scripture, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. I love this. Isaiah 43, 2, we sang a song in youth group choir (laughs) (laughs) back in the 90s that had these lyrics. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and the rivers will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, and the flame will not burn you. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
I mean, that is the so many good Isaiah passages. The witness. On this day. It's not. I will lead you around the fire, and I'll give you directions. Waters, yeah, the waters yeah. will never get out of hand. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's I'm going to be with you. Yeah, like you are actually going to pass through the waters. Yeah, but I'm going to be with or the you. fire. Yeah, and you will walk yeah. through fire, but I will be with you. That's right. Yeah. I mean, thank you, Lord. I know we just kind of sit just, and look at each other, just like the, the uh, word preaches itself. I don't have anything to add here. <laughs> yes. For the remaining three days of uh-huh. of this plan, it's like a mini Easter moment. It is, isn't it? It is. So Wednesday this week, the title is "We Remember Your Sacrifice." Yes. And then Thursday is "We Remember Your Resurrection." Amen. And then Friday, the final reading day of this plan is "We Remember You Are Coming Again." Yes. Which feels like I'm really grateful that we get in week three of Lent a little like preview of the end of Lent. Yeah, right. That struck me too as I was reading this. I just thought, oh, it isn't often mm-hmm. in our whatever studies we're going through in the season of Lent that we get this That's type right. of moment, especially in this specific order. Yeah, but. It's I like here. It. I love it. And it's here because when we look at the theme of remembrance mm-hmm. and the practice of remembering mm-hmm. in scripture, these are three really big ways that yeah. we remember. Yeah, that's like right. Remembering Jesus' sacrifice is essential to I mean, the Christian walk. That's the sacrament, like the Lord's table. Yes. And it's the new covenant in my blood. Yeah. And you know how different. Christian traditions observe the Lord's Supper in different ways. Sure. Like with different varying frequency, mm-hmm. they may have different things that are said at the pulpit or different like you call might, and response. might do the grip and dip where you just tear a piece of uh-huh. bread and dip it into a common cup. You might have a little plastic cup with a, you have to peel the cover off yeah, of it. Yeah, those made their, my introduction to that was after, right after COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd never seen We those did those before. when I was little. When I, oh, yeah. really? So I just returned to the wafer. Well, those were really ahead of their time. Yeah, they were. Um, but we did the round wafers that kind of dissolve in your mouth, you know, yeah. the big ones. We did those when I was small. But we only did, I'm trying to remember, I believe we observed the Lord's Supper once a month As a little when kid. I was young. Yeah, I mean, for us, and it was like maybe once a year. Like it really? was very like, we were See, like, oh my word, I, oh yeah, I remember communion. Like, I mean, it was yeah. so rare. And now the community I'm in now, and I think it's the same for you, we mm-hmm. observe weekly. Every Sunday. Which is... Here's I need it every Sunday. I know. I mean, even weekly doesn't feel like yeah. enough. But here's the thing. Something that I am thankful for, and that I think is just such a kindness, is that this specific thing, like Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, mm-hmm. right? He took the bread. Every time you do this, cup. do it in remembrance of yes. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so this is prescribed. Yes. And now, the frequency is not. He doesn't mm-hmm. say... Once no, he, a week or the first Sunday of the month. In fact, it's like the language is every time you do it. Every so time you do it, do remember it me. in remembrance of me. Yeah. It's not do this every time you ask. It's yes. but when you do. But it is one of, when it comes to the sacraments like this, it's the most frequent touch point yeah. that we have, you know? And it is also, it is so key because the way that I view or am remembering or not remembering mm-hmm. Jesus' sacrifice on my behalf really directly affects the way that I live, my daily life. Mm-hmm. And so I love that we have this kind of prescribed act of remembrance, but in doing that, 
it also sort of sets us up to then, whether it's between Sundays or from month to month or even year to year, it gives us a framework for remembering. Yeah. Like even without yeah. the, just that like, hey, this is important. This is crucial. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. this. In the same way that on a Sunday, you would take some time to confess your sins. Right. Take some time to find assurance of pardon in Scripture, yes. right? Like, yeah. But at the same time, like that touch point of remembering Christ's sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. Our pastor, who also happens to be a friend of mine and a friend of the podcast, yeah. he always says, remember and proclaim. Yeah. Like this is what—and it's from— largely from this passage that we'll read in 1 Corinthians 11, which I'm just going to go ahead. It's only four verses. I'm going to read this. Starting in verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Mm -hmm. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So you're remembering and you're proclaiming. That's good. It is. It's our call, right? Yeah. I mean, it's part of our call as believers. Yeah. Y'all listening, as you read this week on day 17, you're going to get a really good chunk of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, good portion of chapter 9, and then you're going to get to dip into chapter 10 a little bit. I want to let you read it. Like, I want y'all yeah. to read this when you come upon it. I think it's on Wednesday. And so we'll keep moving, but, like, this Hebrews passage— as we talk about remembering Christ's sacrifice, Hebrews digs into why it matters. That's right. Why um, it was in, necessary. In the context of the Old Testament sacrificial system mm-hmm. and why it not just matters, but why it is mind-blowingly epic and significant yeah. <laughs> and just world-changing yeah. in our 2024 world. But also, I mean, like you have to think about the context, the immediate context of like how Big a deal. Uh-huh. The resurrect, like we talked about an earthquake moment, right? Yeah. Like, this is that. Yeah. That there is one now great high priest who was both the priest and the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice. Anyway, yeah. I keep saying, I'll have y'all read it. And then I just keep talking about <laughs> it. But <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. amazing. It makes us mm-hmm. excited to read. We get to read the resurrection story. I know this I, week. It I'm almost feels like you, cheating. It feels like it feels a little <laughs> bit like looking ahead, peeking ahead. But it does. And maybe we just Christ- need it this year. You I, know, I, I like every yeah, I all the time. We need it all the time. We are mm-hmm. Sunday people living in a Friday world. We know these things to be true, but typically in a Lent season, we go hard and we go like yeah, we get pretty somber. Yeah, not that we don't ever live a day without the opportunity to remind ourselves of yeah. what is true on Easter Sunday. But I'm grateful this year that we we get to read the resurrection story twice. Well, and listen, the fact remains, at least for me, that every election year, mm-hmm. I cannot hear too many times <laughs> how Jesus is where my hope lies. That's right. Who like, is on the throne? Who yes. has all the power? Yes. Yeah. And I'm not saying that current affairs don't matter. I'm not saying that at all. Mm-mm. Jesus cared. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it matters. Mm-hmm. Cares. <laughs> Present yeah, tense. That's right. Jesus cares. Yeah. And also, we remember his resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is our victory. It has yeah. nothing to do 
yeah. with, you know, poll results yeah. or election results. Mm-mm. It has everything to do with the King of Kings. Amen. And so we get to read on Thursday, we get to read the resurrection story. We get to read 1 Corinthians 15. Which we love. We love it so much that Rachel sings I on, sing the, on the, the air. I sing, I sing on air, which yeah. is rare, but get excited. So, you know, we've talked about the theme of story yeah. in this reading plan, yeah. and it came back up for me here because, you know, I kept thinking about the hymn, speaking of when I was a kid, tell the old, old story of Jesus mm. and his love. Like, I love to tell the story of unseen things above that I one. love it. And, and we get Amanda singing, guys. Listen, everybody. But it's, you know... To tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love, that that is a lot of remembering is hearing the story, Mm. telling it to ourselves, writing down our stories, telling others our story, Mm. reminding each other of our story, you know? And so remembering the story of Jesus, which that's what in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul is like, we are passing on to you the most important thing that we can, which is that... The story is true. Christ did die yeah. and rise again. Yeah. And then I love, though, that he immediately tells part of his own testimony, his yeah. own story. He's like, I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. That's right. Because I persecuted the church of God, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. And so he's telling his story. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that, you know, verse 20, (laughs) as it is, Christ has been raised from the dead. That's right. I mean, that line in 1 Corinthians 15 from Paul, like, if this isn't true, (laughs) we're the most to be pitied, right? Like, I've been thinking about that lately, and while it is true— And so, like, what's the converse? Like, you would think it's, okay, well, if we're not the most to be pitied, then are we the most to be envied? And on one hand, yes, but it's just it doesn't sit there. It doesn't end there because as resurrection people, it's a y'all come. It's not just like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, here we are believing, come believe with us. And so it's not about we're the most to be envied. It's just that we have have this hope to share. That's right. It's part of the reason we tell the story is not— I mean, to, Paul not to keep it a secret. It. It's not to keep it to ourselves. Nope. And but it's also not to boast. That's if, right. In ourselves. That's right. We boast in the cross of Christ. Yeah. 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 I don't know. There's something about that theme of story that just gets me. Mm-hmm. I love a good story, especially a true one. And I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful in the middle of Lent, at the end of the month of February. Yeah. To re- be remembered that death has been swallowed up in victory. Yep. Where death is your victory. Where death is your sting. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But Mm. thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. And speaking of victory. (laughs) We remember you are coming again. We remember you are coming again. What's funny is when I was reading through this, I wrote down like, amen, and I thought that like, amen, (laughs) yes, come Lord Jesus. And I flipped the page, and I was like, it's there. I knew it would be. (laughs) I knew it would be. But yeah, like the practice of remembering not just what has been, yeah, like what God has done, what He is doing, but remembering what's to come. That's right. Remembering the promise. I mean, even this title, We Remember You Are Coming Again, it made yes. me think of Andrew Peterson's song, and Chris Tomlin has recorded it since, but that Is He Worthy song. Yeah. And there's this line that says, is it good that we remind ourselves of this? Mm. The lines that come mm-hmm. before that are, is all creation groaning? It is. Mm-hmm. Is a new creation coming? 
It is. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It It is. is. Like we have to remind ourselves. Personally, I have to, Rachel, don't forget, he's coming. He's coming. But I I get to remind you, Amanda. I get to remind anyone in like earshot of this podcast. And it is good that we remind ourselves of this. Yeah. I cannot think about that song and especially think about that song and you, Rachel, in the same like series of thoughts without thinking of the time we sang it in mm-hmm. the parking garage Easter at the Sunday Hospital. Easter, Easter Sunday, Sunday, 2020. 2020. We Talk all about- stood deeply social distanced because it was April of 2020, yes. and we were contending for Toby's life. Yeah, yeah. That was my Easter service. My pastor was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was... And that parking garage was empty except for us. These people. Yeah, because people couldn't visit. People couldn't people visit. in the hospital. We couldn't even touch you. My dear friend, you know, one of your darkest days of your life, and I couldn't hug you. Yeah. But you stood in the middle of a wide, wide circle, and we sang. And we sang Is this, He Worthy? Yeah. Of all blessing and glory and honor. That's right. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this and mm-hmm. that He is, and that that entire moment, the hope that we held on that day and in those moments fully hinged on the last three days of this reading plan. That's right. You know, the sacrifice, Mm -hmm. the resurrection, and the future glory and reign of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It all lies right there. And yeah, so we get to read, you know, from Isaiah 65, (laughs) Mm. a new creation, for I will create new heavens and a new earth. Mm -hmm. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Mm. Then be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating, for I will create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. I mean, it just goes (laughs) on and on. It's beautiful. And of course, there's some revelation. And I mean, don't <laughs> skip over that first Thessalonians. I, I mean, if we are so people good. of remembrance, yeah. and if we are saying, like, it's good that we remind ourselves of this, That's like, right. of what scripture says is true, yeah. because we get to know. Yeah. I'm going to read it. I'm reading read first it. Thessalonians from chapter four, starting in verse 13. I mean, we've talked a little bit about our personal stories a little bit today, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know how I white knuckled this passage yes. when our daughter was stillborn. Yeah. And like finding, like, in what do I get to hope right now? Like, what is true? Where is my comfort? Where is what matters? What matters? What, where can I find hope right now? That's right. That really rises to this level of like, what's important. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, like, as we read this, like the last line. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, Home run hit. Like, I see your your book is marked up as well. I'm going to read it to us. The comfort of Christ's coming is what this is called, Mm -hmm. starting in verse 13 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, concerning those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, in the same way, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For we say this to you by a word from the Lord. We who are still alive at the Lord's coming will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. I love that shout. With the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so... We will always be with the Lord. Verse 18, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Yeah. All right. Y'all listening, 
I hope that these words encouraged you Mm -hmm. and my charge to you and Amanda's charge to you is go encourage someone with those words today. Yeah. Find somebody in a non-confrontational way. (laughs) I bet there's somebody who needs that encouragement today. Whether you share that on social media, whether you share that in a text message, whatever it is, remind us of what is true and what matters. Yeah. The comfort of Christ coming. Yeah. That is the perfect end to this three-week journey, really looking to Scripture to see, okay, we're people of remembrance. What does that mean? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are we people of remembrance? How? What does that look like? And what are we remembering? Yeah. And so we've covered all of that territory, and you all will finish that journey this week as you read. And then next week, we'll open the Gospel of Matthew together. Which starts with a genealogy, which is a sermon, not a census. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And I mean, talk about telling the story that is the story of the Gospel. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read that story from Matthew's point of view, and it's just going to be really rich yeah. as we continue to walk to Holy Week and then through Holy Week mm-hmm. to Easter Sunday. And then into the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, that's what comes next, which I love, that we get to go into this Gospel of Matthew mm-hmm. and really get to study the withness. Yeah. We made up that word in this episode. I like it. No, I'm here for I it. I like it. Go into the presence of God, the reading plan, although if we went into the actual presence of God, that is also We would fine. receive that. Yes, I received mm-hmm. that. You guys, you maybe have been memorizing mm-hmm. the key verses for this reading plan that we're in right now, but I'm just going to read them over us as we go our separate ways today and as you all head into this week. And as Amanda reads this, y'all, here's my encouragement. I said just a couple minutes ago, the way the counselor has reminded me mm-hmm. of what God has said, right? Like I talked mm-hmm. about memorizing scripture as a child and into adulthood. And so these weekly truths, when we put these in the reading guides and online, they're not just like free past days. Like it's just not the purpose. The yeah. purpose is that we as a community, are hiding God's Word in our hearts so that (laughs) the counselor can remind us of what is true. So this is our weekly truth. Take the time this week to commit this passage from Psalm 77 to memory. Okay, and I interrupted you, Amanda, but now read it. I want to hear it. This is the Word of the Lord as written in Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12. I will remember the Lord's works. Yes, I will remember your ancient wonders. I will reflect on all you have done and meditate on your actions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, friends, come back next week for Matthew, day one, episode one. And until next week, Amanda, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles. <laughs>